Hello, hashtag, there is a word, podcast listeners. How are you all doing? I hope you are having a terrific Tuesday. I hope you are having a triumphant Tuesday. Yes, we are pre-recording this. So guess what? We're recording this on Tuesday, but you may not hear it until Friday. But guess what? It is okay. You know how we do hashtag, there's the word. She likes to make sure everything is edited and everything is good for you. But anyway, I am the Revenue Duena Parent, founder and CEO of Divine and God Ministry. Divine and God Ministry is a global ministry empowered to teach believers how to strengthen their prayer life and to fill their spiritual arsenal with scriptures and prayers to combat the enemy. Yes, I want to equip you and empower you to how to combat the enemy using the unconcealed weapon, which is scripture and prayer. Yes, yes, yes. I am so excited, so excited to be with you all. I just thank God for you all who are listening. I thank God for all my people that come on the interview. I know this can be a little intimidating to come on, but I just thank God for all of you all, for all of your yes. I just appreciate you all so much. But listen. Today, I have one of my spiritual sisters on here. D, I'm going to go ahead and give her her name. This is the anointed evangelist. That's her name. She's going to be an evangelist, y'all. I'm, I'm going to give her that. <laughs> anyway, this is the anointed Erica Harrison. Oh, my God. Talking about prayer war, intercessor, um, just warrior in the spirit. I love her. I love her. Listen, I have to tell you all an interesting story about she and I. So in 2018, 2019, she and I were at a conference together. I think it was 2019, and because uh, my years are beginning to run together because, you know, I'm a little old. But anyway, um, <laughs> we were at a conference together, and I remember her just, you know, releasing and, and just worshiping God and, and doing all that. Well, fast forward, we ran into each other again. We end up sitting at the table together at a very, very prestigious uh, sorority, the Delta Sigma Theta and Soror- Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> My sorority was having a luncheon, and guess what? Guess whose table I landed at? I landed at Erica's table. I was like, oh, my God, this is such God-ordained. This is a God week. So, listen, you never know when your path may cross across someone that will end up being your best friend, your prayer warrior, your your text warrior. You just text and say, oh, I'm feeling something and just praying for you. But I love her. I love her inspiration. She posts a lot of inspirations on on her Facebook page if you want to follow her. But guess what? She has something exciting that is getting ready to launch. I'm so excited for her. Let me just share this with you all. You know what? All my sisters, my spiritual sisters, we celebrate each other because guess what? It ain't no she. I don't get intimidated by her ministry. She's not intimidated by our ministry. Guess what? It's too much ministry to be intimidated by somebody else's ministry. So guess what? We 
celebrate each other. We promote one another. So this thing about women don't promote one another, this thing about African-American women don't promote one another, that is not true because we are living witnesses. We promote each other. We promote what everybody is birthing, what everybody is giving labor to. So with that being said, because I'm going to get out the way, because you know Reverend Terrence just love, love showcasing people. I want to talk to my system. Erica, tell us what you got going on, and I'm so excited you chose hashtag there is a word podcast to talk about your launch. I'm not going to feel the beans, but I want them to tell you, Erica, what do you have going on? Hey, hey, love, thank you. Thank you so much, sister. You know I love you. I honor you. Uh, it's just so much. You've already gave the background of our story, and I just want to thank you um, because the greatest currency that we can give on earth is honor. And just to be able to to honor you and just thank you for everything that you've done, the words that you've spoken in my life, uh, and just pushing me to another level that I thought that I would have never come into. But, again, it takes that midwife, and that's what you are. It takes that in order to be able to help another person birth something that they have been needing to be birthed uh, when sometimes we don't understand why, but it's not for our understanding. But as long as God gets the glory for it, then sooner or later he's going to reveal it to you. So, again, I just want to thank you. I honor you. I love you. And just to um, kind of share what God has laid on my heart to do, um, I'm not sure, you know, a lot of people may not know this about me, but, yes, I am a single woman, and um, do I love being single? No, I don't, but I know that there is a calling on my life to where God don't want anyone else to get the credit for it. Um, Sometimes God will save you from a thing, but he will also save you for a thing, and I really do believe that. And what God has produced in me, it's been a couple of years to where – I had been I had the desire to just share my story with people. A lot of people they may not know my story, but with what's being produced and the way that God allowed it to be produced and also take forth, um, this is what my story is going to lead up to. This is why He um, separated me for such a time like this. So I'll go ahead and give like a a little background of how it came up to be. Um, what I'm actually launching. So me being a woman, um, young girl, um, back in 2008, I want to say I was um, engaged, getting ready to be married, and all of a sudden after I was proposed to, um, God started revealing things to me. He started showing me signs. But sometimes how many of you know, hey, you know, once you see those signs, you kind of ignore the red flags or you ignore those signs because this is something that you really want. So you just continue to go on about your day, continue to go on about your life because, again, me, I wanted to be that woman to be married and to have kids. So um, back in 2009, um, two months before my wedding date, I canceled my wedding. And the reason that I canceled my wedding was because, one, God had told me that the person that I have for you, who you're with right now, that's not the person that I have for you. So, again, um, I was that woman to where 
at the time, I did not have the ear to hear him, nor that I had the eyes to see what God was trying to reveal to me. Because, again, if I had the the proper eyes to see him, I would have actually been able to see and take, you know, take heed to those red flags or to those signs that God was revealing to me. So 2009, I canceled my wedding two months for my wedding day. After all that, two months, I had to forgive the person who I was, the guy that I was getting married to. So, you know, a lot of people say it's not that easy. It is easy. The reason that it's easy because it's not for the person, it's for you. That's how you're going to be able to move forward with your life. That's how you're going to be able to move forward, knowing that you have no baggage, no burdens that you are holding back from something that was in your past. Because the more you continue to hold on what's in your past, it's going to block you from reaching your destiny, which is your future that God has already laid out for you. So just to kind of um, move forward from there, um, maybe about a year after that, um, because During that time, I had an hour commute back and forth to work. Um, So as I was driving 25, God would always reveal to me a revelation to what I've asked him. And I used to ask God all the time, why did it have to happen to me? Why did this happen to me? And God said that, um, you know, it's not that it happened to you. I need for you to... I had to have you to go through it in order to share your testimony with someone else. And the Bible speaks about how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So the reason that he allowed me to go through those things, it was not for me. It was for other people. It was basically for other women to let other women know, hey, you know, you don't have to go through something that you know is not for you. You don't have to continue choosing something, just settling when you know your worth. Because, again, no one can actually make you lower your standard when your standard is in God. God is the highest standard. So you should never lower your standard for anyone because you have God in you. And you know that when God, who God, when God is for you, who can be against you, right? Um, so when it came to that, you know, it kind of slapped me in the face because I was like, okay, God, you know the desires of my heart. You know, Psalms 37 and 4 always speaks about delight yourself in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. So God kept pouring into me Psalms 37 and 4. Continue to delight yourself in me and I will give you. He said, I will give you. Not for you to go out and try to get it on your own. Not for you to go out and try to make something that is not, and not try to make someone something that they are not. So when God started pouring into me, he stated that he separated me for this time. The reason that he separated me, because, one, he wants you to see who's for you and who's against you. Now, when God, when the separating season comes, sometimes, you know, he separates you from the main people that you're constantly around. It could be your family, your close friends. But, again, you may think that they were your friends. But once you go through the separating season, that's when God starts revealing to you, okay, who's your friends and who's your fans? Who's only there for you, for them to, for the benefit of you, or are you there for them to benefit them? So during the separating season, God started pouring into me that, you know, I understand you want want marriage, but... Married couple continue to come to me for advice. 
And I used to say, God, why are you sending married people to me for advice? And again, I thought, okay, that was a slap in the face because, Lord, you know the desires of my heart, and you continue to send this married couple to me, even though I couldn't tell the the wife that the husband is coming to me, and I couldn't tell the husband the wife is coming to me because that was God trusting me to give them a godly advice and not a worldly advice. A lot of people always say, you know, you can't, you never can get advice from a single woman. I don't believe that at all because if that person is giving you advice from what the word is saying, then that's the right advice. Sometimes some things can be a good advice, but is it a God advice? And if Mm. you can back it up with what the word is saying, that's the reason why God continued to bring those people before me because he said I was driving on on my way to Greenwood, and I remember I asked again, and I said, God, why do you continue to bring married couples to me? And the words that he said, he said, The reason that I do this is because when I bring your husband to you, you're going to remember if you are faced in this situation with your husband, you're going to remember what you told this couple and where you took them in the word so that way I need you to go back to that word for yourself and your marriage. Right then and there, I could not do anything but, Lord, just thank God. I started crying. I said, Lord, forgive me. I had to repent, and the reason I had to repent because that's my fleshly body thinking, okay, God, you continue to slap me in the face by doing this. God said, no, I'm not slapping you in the face. I'm preparing you. There's a difference in being prepared for something and being ready for something. Ha, huh. mm. there is a difference in being prepared for something than to be ready for something. Preparing is just like you're going on a vacation. You book your flight or whatever. Um, you find out how you're going to get there. You pack your bags. You, you figure out what you're going to do while you're there. That's preparing for something. God was instilling me with the situation that these already married couples were going through. You know, and while he was preparing me, I was going directly to the word for them. He was letting me know, hey, this is my word. This is my word. Tell them this. Tell them this. So that way, Erica, now that i prepared you for it, now you're ready. You're ready for your trip. You're ready for your marriage. That way, God, either, either God will allow a thing or he will ordain a thing. And when God ordains something, it has, it has to work no matter what. As long as God continues to be the three-string cord in that marriage, he's the head. God is, is the top of it. You know, man, um, husband is the head, wife is the helper. So when God is in it, if God has ordained a thing, it's going to last. But sometimes we put ourselves into a marriage to where God, he's going to allow it, but what are you going to do with what God allowed you allowed to happen? What are you going to do with it? So, again, if you continue to put God at the head of it, then it will work. But you won't have to make it work when something is ordained by God because he's already removed those stumbling blocks. He's already prepared you for it. He's already built character in you to know who you are. And just like a woman, 
God had to sit me down. He had to sit me down, and I remember God telling me, how are you able to submit to a man before you submit to me? I remember him saying that to me, and right then and there I was like, you know what? That is so true. Like, I want to be married so bad, but I'm submitting myself to a man that really don't even know me. I thought he knew me. We were together for 10 years, but again, no, I didn't know him. But God knows me. He knows everything about me. He knew my end before he knew my beginning. But how was I able to submit myself to a man and not submit myself to God yet? And that's where God sat me down, and he said, Erica, it's time for you to submit to me because once you submit and marry me, then I'm going to send the person to marry you because I know what you need. I know it all. That's how you're going to be able to get the husband that I have for you. So moving fast forward, <laughs> um, after that, I, you know, I had no choice to be to go to work, church, home, and sometimes I stopped by the gym. But God would not allow me to go to my friend's house, to go to family member's house, because he wanted me to be directly in his face. He wanted me to concentrate on him, because if I was concentrate on others, I would have missed what he's been trying to um, show me and instill in me to where he needs me to go and the, um, the people who, who he wants me to minister to. Um, so during the separating season, God um, spoke to me about being um, a submissive wife, a Proverbs 31, and a lot of women these days, they don't understand the true meaning of a Proverbs 31 woman because they, women nowadays, we're so independent to the point where we believe, or no, I'm not going to say believe, we feel, because feelings are only temporarily, we feel that we don't need a man. Because if we can do it our own, if we've been doing it, then at this point, what do I need a man for? And I say that is totally wrong, (laughs) Uh, because you do need a man. Again, God created man, and he pulled woman from the womb of a man. Again, when it comes to a woman being pulled, that's the rib. So he's pulling that rib from a woman, because rib means rest in brokenness. Sometimes men are broken to the point where they need that rest. So they... You know, a lot of marriages fail because the woman, you know, I'm independent and you come in the house and I don't like you doing this or I don't like you doing that, then I'm going to go off on you, (laughs) you know, those terms. But a man doesn't want to come home and have to hear those things. He don't want to come home after a hard day from work and knowing I got to come home to this. Mm -hmm. That's not real. Mm -hmm. So that's not the risk that God wants of man to lie in. That's not the rest. So um, after going through the separation, um, it was maybe about two years ago where I've always wanted to do like a women's conference. And I said I because that was something I wanted to do. That was nothing that God wanted to do. I never went to God and asked God 
is, is, is this something that you want me to do? Um, so I didn't go through with that because, again, it was something that I wanted to do and not God. And then um, I also wanted to do like a Sunday, Sunday sensational to where a group of women just come and share their testimony and just to kind of help others to motivate other women that has been through something and that may be going through something, well, that fell through as well because, again, that was something I wanted to do. So after going back and just, you know, just focusing on God, just having the eyes of a dove focus on him, God revealed to me that I put all of this in you. The reason I put this information in you is because I need for you to help other women. Even though I had you to go through it, again, you went through it not just for you. You went through it for other women because you have this confidence about you to where it doesn't matter where someone may try to say, hey, you don't know the word. God said you know the word. And even if you don't know it, that's where I put my Holy Spirit in you to reveal it to you. And when he did that, um, he revealed to me um, to where how he wanted me to reach out to other women. And me personally, I wanted to do the women conference thinking that was something that how God wanted me to do. No, I also wanted to do the women's um, Sunday sensational, but that didn't go through. But God said, now it's time for you to birth what you've been pregnant with. Back in September of last year, um, that's when I wanted to start the Women's Sunday ministry. Um, but on July the 1st, which was actually nine months from September up until July the 1st, I gave birth to Girl Talk. And God said, now it's time. <laughs> um, he said, because you've been pregnant for so long. He said, and he also revealed to me, I don't have kids yet, but I'm praying for twins, and that way I'll be one and done. But, <laughs> but God revealed to me, <laughs> he revealed to me, he said, I need for you to give birth in the spiritual first before you give birth in the natural. When he revealed that to me, I said, God, okay, I have to do your word. I have to do what it is that you have called me to do. And this is what he has called me to do. He allowed me to give birth to Girl Talk. And what Girl Talk is, the acronym for it, is giving your real life. And girl is actually spelled G-Y-R-L-T-A-L-K. And it's giving your real life testimony and living for the kingdom. So when God revealed that to me, it was a shocking to me because I'm like, God, you did this. Like, I could have never been able to do this on my own. And what Girl Talk is going to be about, it's going to be about um, the struggles that women go through um, because, again, I went through it myself, um, of getting over the hurt from your past, moving forward, uh, also forgiving. Um, you have to forgive. Um, also being able to share your testimony of how, you know, a woman can get through, um, you know, losing a child, I have someone that is going to speak about that. Also, how you're able to overcome being divorced and, you know, ready for marriage again. It's going to be so much that God has um, that's, got, that's going to take place in Girl Talk, um, but it's also going to be a lot of me sharing my testimony and also 
what God want me to bring forth to women. And I also heard that the reason that he's wanting me to speak to women is because during this pandemic, a lot of men are getting prepared for their wives. They're in a season to where they're getting prepared for their wives, but the wives are not ready. And that's the reason why God prepared me so that way I can give a word to the women to prepare them. That way when men are ready to choose their wives, their wives will be prepared because they're going to understand the true meaning of a Proverbs 31. They're going to understand the true meaning of being submissive, and they're going to understand, you know, why they had to go through some of the things that they went through in order to get to where they are today. So that's a little bit about Girl Talk that is gone, um, has already been birthed, um, and it's just going to be segment to where we have conversation. Um, we will be answering questions as well to where, um, you know, anyone have any questions, they will be able to contact me and also have those questions answered. So I hope I gave enough information <laughs> on how God actually uh, was able to work through me to produce what it is that he wants to be produced because now it's time for the word to go forward for our women and girl talk is where it's going to go forth at. Oh, my God. Erica, <laughs> you yes. have no clue how much this is just needed. I, I, I have no words. Wow. I, um, I'm, I'm just overjoyed. Um, I love the acronym, which you said, GIRL, G-Y-R-L, which is giving your real life and talk is what testimony. Uh huh. And what's your A and your A and the L and K? A is and the L is mm -hmm. living, and then for the kingdom is not in there, but the K would be kingdom, but for the kingdom. kingdom. Okay. And so I'm just like, this is powerful. This is passing mm -hmm. by God. Uh, I just, oh, God. <laughs> and I was writing, you know what you said. I, yeah, I got chills all over my body. I'm glad, you know, whew, Jesus. Wow. Uh, I wrote something that you said that was so profound. Mm -hmm. God will allow some things or God will ordain some things. Whew. Yes, God. Mm. That is, elaborate on that, Erica, because I don't think some people understand that. You know, I don't think people... Not just female. I don't think people get that in general, but elaborate on that from what you were talking with that that part. Um, when it, it it's just like free will. Um, God gave us free will. So when He allow us things, you know, even the Bible speaks about <laughs> what God has joined together. Let no man come before it. But a lot of people miss that scripture. <laughs> It said what mm -hmm. God has joined together, which means God can sometimes God can, God did not join it. God did not Come join on. those things together, and that's where that's where 
the allow part come in at because if God didn't join it, then he allowed it to happen. Hmm. He allowed that to happen. But what are you willing to do with what God has allowed to happen? Okay, are you going to put God first? Are you going to understand the true meaning of a husband? Are you going to understand the true meaning of a wife? Because that's what marriage is, a husband and a wife, a helper and a leader. Mm-hmm. So, again, when it, when it comes to that, you know, when he ordained a thing, that means, okay, this woman, I already knew from the creation, creating of the word, earth, that this man was going to be with this woman. Mm-hmm. He already knew that. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. That's something God put together. Mm-hmm. Nobody but God, God put that together. So what God put together, let no one, no one, no one separate it. Because it's hard to separate something when God has already joined it together. Mama. It's hard to separate those things. So with what God allowed to happen, you know, God will still work all things together for the good. We know Romans eight twenty eight. We know it. But we know that all things work together for the good to them who love who? God. God. If you love God, if husband understand the meaning, the true meaning of a husband, if wife understand the true meaning of a wife and being submissive, again, men have to submit too. But when it comes to being submissive for a woman, the reason that we have to submit because husband should be the leader. Husband should be the head. Woman is the helper. So whatever man wants to do, man has to understand and make sure that he is following what God has revealed to him to do. Mm-hmm. If man is not following what God is revealing to him, if he's not hearing from God, you just led your entire family into destruction. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, that's how woman is to be the helper to help husband to lead the household. But again, if the man is still following God, that's where God is going to reveal, okay, since you're doing this for me, I'm going to do this in your marriage. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and do this. I'm going to go ahead and give you this, this blessing, this so forth, because you're following me. You're following me. So I'm going to allow this to work. I'm going to go ahead and allow that to work and because I see where y'all going. I see your heart for me. Remember, God sees your heart. But until man do right by his wife, (laughs) the wife is a good thing. But until the the wife is a reflection of the man, the man, you know, submissive is not a demand, it's a model. Come on, Lord have mercy. You know, they say, you know, they say, you know, you can tell how uh, a marriage is if, you look at the wife, 
The wife is the model of the man. You can tell how that marriage is going. Just look at the wife. Look at the wife. Look how the wife is, is presenting herself. Look at her. Look how she look at her husband. Look how she reacts to her husband. Those are some of the things that you want to look at when you look at a marriage. So that's where God, he, again, he can allow a thing. If, you, if God allow it to take place, then what are you going to do with what he allowed? How are you going to continue to be the head? How are you going to continue to be the husband and follow God in order for God to allow it to work? But again, the scripture says what God, <laughs> what God has joined. Sometimes God don't join things together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Amen. I went on. <laughs> no, and you're right because I'm sure some I'm, somebody needs to hear that. Um, you're right. There's a lot of things that God does not join, or things that we'll put it. God did no. Because mm. there are things that I've been guilty of saying God did it, and I was like, God didn't create. Now God is not a God of chaos and confusion. So come on. Why you Why you with that person? And every time you turn around and you argue or. And when when he don't pick up the phone, you mad. God don't ordain that kind of relationship. And you calling him, and he like, oh, I I ain't see it, and don't call you back for two days. But yet y'all are in a relationship. God is not mm. the author of confusion. He is not that's the it? author of chaos. So that's chaos and confusion there. And so you're that's so it. right. A lot of times we're connected with people that that God didn't didn't create us to be together. You know, we forced it. And then we wonder why right. the attacks, you know, the spiritual attacks or something that happened. And it was one other nugget I wrote down, and I'm so glad you touched bases on that, because I often hear this in ministry. Um, I often hear women, especially if they bitter and because mm. of a breakup or, or bitter from a mar a divorce or, you know, a marriage that fails, um, Yada, yada, yada. And they'll say, I don't need no man. I don't need no man. And I always go back to the famous uh, play um, that Tyler Perry had. And the character, her name was Joyce, but it's actually Cheryl Pepsi Riley. She said, I don't need a man. Jesus is my man. Mm. <laughs> and I always think about that. How many women out here say, Jesus is my husband? No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not your husband. And so we do need a man. We need companionship. There is nothing like having a husband to kiss mm. you on your forehead. Hey, baby, how are you doing? And I'm going to go here. There's nothing wrong with your husband every now and then because you want him to hit your butt. You don't want him to hit no one of the woman's butt. I you know, I desire that. I want when you walk in the door, you be like, oh, give me a kiss, and then you tap me because that let me know you still attracted to me. Now, when you ain't exactly. attracted to me and you're not doing those things, then I'm going to be like, wait a minute now. Who he hitting on? He used to hit my butt. Who butt he hitting on now? Let's just Come be on. real. That's it. And so I want those things. I desire those things. You know, I desire that you snowing, wake up, baby. You need to stop snowing. Like, roll over, get on your side. I desire those things. <laughs> so you do need a man. And so you can't exactly. just say, I don't, 
I don't need no man. I don't need no man. I, I'm fine by myself. No, you're not, because if you were fine by yourself, you wouldn't be so bitter or you wouldn't be hollering, I don't be around nobody. I ain't going nobody. I ain't going nobody's wedding. Why won't you go to nobody's wedding? Because deep down inside, that's what you want, but you, you're you portraying, you know, other things just to throw it off. So Exactly, exactly. And one of the things is, is as well, if woman didn't need a man, how are we be how are we able to be fruitful and multiply? Exactly. We wouldn't exactly. be able to because we, we don't have yeah, we don't I mean, you know, genetic, yeah, they can do whatever, but that's not what the word says. I mean, there was nothing genetic back then. I mean no, that's the reason why God created Adam and Eve. Mhm. Yeah, and I you mean, told her to be fruitful. Be right. Yeah. And so, and that's why you know that's that. And this will have to be another podcast um, <laughs> that I may get you to come back on. The second part is that that's why when you marry, you can't be telling your husband your head hurting and you don't, you don't want to have relations with him because the Bible tells us. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you can't get the mm-hmm. husband then. Oh, I got a headache. I don't feel good. I, I, I don't want to be bothered. Don't touch me. You can't do those type of things. Absolutely not. And if you read your Bible, it also states that once a um, woman is married to man, your body no longer belongs to you. Come on. Your body no longer belongs to you. Because, again, I mean, it's just like when, 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 marriage, take, when marriage takes place, you have two imperfect people coming together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, you, and I don't want to get too deep in it, but <laughs> but you have to do those things. Like you have to, it's not like I'm giving in or, you know, oh, boy, I got to do this. If that's the case, if you're saying it that, I'm pretty sure that man is turned off by now because if you feel exactly. that you got to do it, it's nothing that you got to do. You really have to. And why wouldn't you want to? Because the moment you don't want to, well, we know where that goes. <laughs> right. But you want this mm-hmm. man to continue to stay a man in this home. I mean, he want to come home. He want to come home to his rest. But that may be one of the ways that he get good rest. Right. You're right. You're right. But if you're not giving it to him, then how is this man able to rest and get ready for the next day? Sometimes that gives me so much energy to the point where, oh, God, I'm ready for the next day. I mean, you know. Yeah. And guess what? A man likes to be stroking and likes for you to touch his beard if he got a beard or, you know, rub his head. or They they like to be touching. Oftentimes, you know, I, I think... Um, that's what missing, you know, and I agree with something you said about a single person can't talk to a, uh, married people. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with you. That is a myth. That is a lie that is from the pits of hell because I'm telling you, I have had to share things with my married friends like you don't do that. Let me just tell you what you leave opening that door for if you, mm-hmm. you know, you continue to nag. Don't do, don't do that. And so I'm with you with that. But I'm telling you, I have greatly enjoyed this conversation. I've greatly enjoyed this interview. I'm sure I'll have you back on, especially once you get started, get launched. 
and all those kind of things. And um, I'm just excited for what God is doing in your life. I know yes, that you are about to boom. I heard this this morning on one of my um, one of my spiritual people that I follow um, that does mm-hmm. prayer every Tuesday morning. She said, mm-hmm. we're about to walk in our boom. So guess what? I'm about to walk in my boom. Because if, if you guess what? If Erica booms in at me, I'm going to boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it.
funds to just be given to her, dropped in her lap, Lord God. So, God, we thank you right now. We give you glory. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, amen. hashtag, there is the word, podcast listeners. Thank you, thank you. This is your Reverend Edwina Perry, founder and CEO of the Biden God Ministry. This is a global ministry that is here to equip and empower believers to study the word and to use the unconcealed weapon, which is the Bible, to combat the enemy. Again, we thank you so much. Look forward to your next podcast. So listen, don't be stingy. Share, share this. If you have questions, please message us on the platform. You can send a message. And if you would like to support Dividing God Ministry platform, you there is a place where you can click to be a sponsor because this is a self-supported ministry. So if you would like to sponsor or be a sponsor for that, click the sponsorship, and there are various amounts that you can give. So I greatly appreciate you all. Thank you. And again, hashtag there is the word. Hashtag get ready. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you, my supporters. Amen.